As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. A strange spiralling white light was spotted in the early morning sky over Sydney with even sceptical witnesses wondering if it was a UFO. They were last seen on the beach with a tall man and that's the best description police have ever had of him. More than 17 years after Harold Holt disappeared into raging surf at Cheviot Beach, his widow has finally revealed his last romantic words. Shocking, terrifying, mesmerising. That's the way a number of Australians have described their alleged encounter with the Yowie. It's time for the Weird Crap in Australia podcast. Welcome to the Weird Crap in Australia podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Soule. This is episode 29 and I'm joined by co-host Holly Hunt. I'm here as always. Well, uh, we thought, seeing as how we're in the Christmas season, we should do something Christmassy. Especially because this is being released on Christmas Eve. Huh? Awesome it- timing for us, yes. Oh, right, right. See, we, we record a, just a little bit of a behind the scenes. We record a little bit in advance, uh, just so we can make sure we have those episodes to you on schedule, on time. And that way, if we do something like with our Bush Rangers, like epic we can reorganize and we have time to fill in the gaps yeah exactly right uh so in that case uh what we thought we would do is we're going to be releasing this close to christmas as we thought we would do a weird crap in australia christmas spectacular australian Songs, Christmases. dances <laughs> uh we celebrity ha- guests we've got kangaroos and bells you know all that all that fun stuff jingle 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 <laughs> uh no we don't have any of that stuff but we still thought we would do a christmas special What we thought we would do is explain to our listeners overseas- Or even the ones in Australia. Yeah, even the ones in Australia, about some of the traditional differences around Christmas. So, you know, if you have a look at where Christmas started, it started in England. It was, you know- Germany. Was it? It was Europe, though, where where most of the legends spawned. Christmas tree was German, yep. but like all traditions come from everywhere across Europe. Yeah. And you start to see variations and Australia is no different. We have variations like Germany, for example, has both uh, Santa Claus and- Santa Claus was the Ger- was, is the Dutch one. I know yep. that one. Well, the, the Germans have two Santa Clauses. They have uh, Santa Claus and they have Krampus and Krampus will abduct you if you've been bad. Krampus and- is the- the black timeline, the darkest timeline. Is that the, that's the phrase, right? Yeah, that's the nerd phrase. Yeah, yeah. the darkest timeline. Yeah, <laughs> Krampus uh, is a monster. Krampus will steal you and, and take your child if it's been mean. And For more information, watch the horrible, horrible horror film called Krampus. That released a couple a of years ho- ago. Was that a bad film? We watched it last it's year. It's a B grade, it's, which is all that bad. horror films ever really get Remember to. Remember we had so. big hooves, yeah. Uh, if you go across to Japan, for example, they have an interesting tradition where everyone uh, buys- KFC, isn't it? Yeah, they buy KFC. So, you go to your local KFC to reserve your hamper and they have three different levels. So, you've you've got, you know, your basic Christmas bucket. I'd assume like- Small family, medium family, citywide no, family. No, it's, it's wealth. Oh, okay. So, it goes up by value. So, the more money you put into these hampers, the more you get out of them. Uh, so, it's really worth checking it out. For some reason, KFC just had this massive marketing ploy where they- Because in Japan, like, Christianity isn't massive. It's, it's no, a, it's a minority. Shinto is the closest they get. Yeah. I think. And so, KFC came in there and they marketed 
um, chicken. <laughs> like the good old everything American. They walked in and went, well, we've got stuff and you need stuff. So, here, take some stuff. Yeah, yeah everyone <laughs> in America is eating KFC buckets for Christmas. You should as well. And it became a, a Christmas tradition. And then you have a look like, I think America is considered the standard for Christmas. And a lot of the tropes filter mostly to because, us. Mostly because like, the media is well, mostly American. Yeah, it's it's pop culture. So, if you think about all the uh, the great Christmas movies that you would, you'd see like Miracle on 34th street it's a wonderful life um the santa claus the santa claus chevy chase's christmas vacation like all of those sort of films they help they really reinforce what christmas is but there's massive differences between australia and america so although we understand the culture and have taken it we've also made some adaptions yeah most people can look at australian christmases and kind of work out that it's christmas while most people look at an american or an english christmas and go that's definitely christmas i did forget one famous christmas uh film too in that list die hard it's not a fucking christmas movie you take christmas out of the plot and it's Still makes sense. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Christmas no. movie. Also, Batman Returns. At the end of this podcast- See above protest. <laughs> at the end of this podcast, we're going to give you a list. Holly's going to give you a list of, let's say, what do you reckon, Holly? Five traditional Christmas films. <laughs> and see, I, I my brain that far, yeah. And I will give the audience my- Five traditional Christmas films. Well, Which will that? not have anything to do with Christmas. There'll be plenty of Christmas in Fucking there. Fucking nothing. Um, so, let's look at uh, let's look at one of the, the fundamental differences right away, and that's how Santa Claus- trans- uh, I've, got a, I've got a more fundamental difference for you, Matthew. Okay, you got a bigger one than that. I was uh, going to go with the, the reindeer versus- Australia's Christmas is in the middle of summer. Yeah, I jumped straight into the yeah, kangaroos, like, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, fuck straight that- Summer. Australia is the dead of summer. It sometimes hits 40 degrees Celsius, which I think is like 110 or something American. Fahrenheit. Isn't isn't that what they go by? It's it's something around that point. In other words, you sweat your ass off before you even get out of bed. So, yeah, this is is one thing as a kid that I always thought was funny. Because, of course, all of the stuff I'm watching about Christmas, it's snow. You know what I mean? Like, it's snow it's and it's cold. It's the white Christmas. You have Everyone's jingle bells up. riding through the sleigh you know, and the snow. And yeah. And, and we don't have that. We have obnoxiously hot days. And the thing that always stood out for me is the very first- uh, There's an episode of The Simpsons, right? I think it is the first episode. No, I don't think so. Because it, it's an episode where he's talking to someone, but he goes, Oh, you must oh, this enjoy- is a different the- thing I'm yeah, thinking of, yeah. You must enjoy that- like, I enjoy having a cold beer on a hot Christmas morning. But for Australians, that's right. Yeah, like, we make that sense makes that. sense. <laughs> that makes sense for us. And I, I always had a hard time with that as a kid um, because obviously in America, Homer would, the, there's snow everywhere in Springfield and he's just an alcoholic. But that is one of the big differences is where we experience Christmas in our shorts and t shirts. There's no rugging up here. (laughs) At most. I do remember, I think mum was telling me before the uh, the climate was fucked by all the pollution and plastics and shit that we're being pumping into the world. They did experience a snowy Christmas once. Once. Down in Tumut, though. It's not like it's a a common thing, though. No, no. It's something radical would have to change as far as weather events for us to actually get snow. But she did experience snow once. On Christmas I mean, I've Day. seen snow in November, so it wouldn't- When did you see snow in November? I remember a couple of years ago, it was snowing while I was at work. I was working at my old spot. That's right, I was Belconnen, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, so it wouldn't- I wouldn't put it past it, giving it another six weeks and coming down, but we're not talking blankets of snow in that case. We're talking Sleep. like- Yeah, yep. at most, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that that is a massive difference is, is that uh, America and, and a lot of Europe as well, they experience a cold, snowy Christmas. You know, even like you and you think about how fundamental that is as part of like the Christmas pop culture. Well, there's a lot you of know, Christmas traditions that are based around it being fucking cold. Yeah. Frosty the Snowman. Well, snowman in general. We don't have a version of Frosty the Snowman. Oh, you can make a sandcastle. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the beach. Hottie the sandcastle. <laughs> that, 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 I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and because of that, we don't- Sizzle the sandcastle. Sizzle the sandcastle. Yeah. I like it. We need that on a shirt. <laughs> that's going to- Trademark, copyright, yep. everybody. Yeah. That's going to be a weird crap shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, we have that. Um, that's a big one is the difference in, in climate because, yeah, you've got Frosty the Snowman. I couldn't imagine watching A Christmas Carol without it belting down snow. Like, you feel sad for- um, You feel sad for- Little Timmy. Well, I was going to say Miss Piggy and- um, <laughs> Someone's watched the Muppet yeah, Christmas Carol too many times. I think that's really the only Christmas Carol I've ever watched. Is well, I'm pretty sure it was a Charles Dickens book. It is. <laughs> it's just the version that I've watched is the the, the Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yeah, Miss Piggy and um, Kermit. Uh, their kid is is it's Tiny Tim. Yeah. He's so cute. He's all a, he's a little sock with a little crutch because he can't <laughs> walk properly. They never explain that. They say he's sick. I'm pretty sure it's in the novel. I'm sure he has polio, polio? or something. Polio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'd probably be it. Polio yeah. or TB, one or the other. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, it's old timey stuff. <laughs> so I'm thinking old timey on this like, episode. Diseases. Lots of Christmas cheer. Yeah, so that's um that's a really big difference. So we don't experience that, which means that our the the icons change. So when you see Santa Claus, uh, a lot of the time, unless it's Coca Cola. Uh, First suit out. <laughs> yeah, it, you you lose all of that stuff, so you end up with um, Santa Claus in a Hawaiian t-shirt shirt, and a Hawaiian thongs, shirt, shorts, sunnies, and a baseball hat. Yeah, yeah, that that's usually how it changes, and it is interesting to see. Like, I know we we talk about weird crap in Australia, and this is how we celebrate Christmas. So, to someone else, seeing the way we see Christmas would be radically like, different. It'd be very this? weird. Uh, and yeah, so we have those sort of Santas. But one of the big differences as well is, of course, America, you have the reindeer and most of Europe and Scandinavia. Because reindeer are native to the northern slopes. Exactly. Snow, reindeer, makes sense. Yep. We don't have reindeer. We don't. Well, we've got deer, but they're really stuff that you eat and you hunt. And that's about it. You don't use them to pull sleighs. Yeah. So we do have something that pulls sleighs, though. Oh, yeah, because kangaroos pull sleighs. I'm pretty sure sleighs are usually pulled by horses, Matthew. (laughs) So, in in Australia, uh, the carriage is carried along by what we call- uh, Boomers. Boomers, which is slang for kangaroos. If you want more on kangaroos, go check out our kickboxing kangaroo episode. They're called boomers because that's the sound that they make when their feet hit the ground. (laughs) Bang, bang. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So- they uh, do actually have names. I can't remember what they are, but each of the really? six boomers have names. See, it was always a funny thing when I was a kid. I don't know about you, but we got such a mix of all the cultures. So it's like- My dad gets hard on Christmas, remember? <laughs> You've seen our house at Christmas time. It's I know insane. a lot about Christmas. It's pretty fucking insane, actually. Your <laughs> your father loves Christmas how I love Batman. Yep. Yeah, you know, that's that's how much. He <laughs> Except loves you're me. not restricted to 25 days out of a year. I get Batman all of the year yeah, if I want. Dad it. gets December first to December 25th, and then Mum locks the cabinet again. Yeah, you may not. Uh, so what they have to do for Holly's father? They, everyone's getting real insight into our <laughs> lives this episode. We usually we're well, very. We're scripted. doing Christmas traditions. So. It's true. Uh, Holly's dad has like those plastic tubs, like what, 10 There's, kilo they're tubs? They're roller stores. Something yeah, like they're, they're yeah. storage tubs, right? He has four, four boxes. Four last count, probably five this Christmas. Yeah, he full, keeps adding to them. Full of uh, Christmas movies. He, he goes has, from A grade to D grade. He yeah. absolutely loves Ex- his Christmas except movies. Except for Will Farrell's Elf. Yes, and there's no explanation as to why because that is. Because it's a shitty movie. Everybody no, loves it, but, but it's a shitty movie. But, but we watched that horrible Whoopi Goldberg Christmas movie. I can deal with that. I'd I fucking hate Will Ferrell. I'm with Dad. <laughs> I, I'd love to know why uh, why he can't do it. But yeah, that's, that's uh, your own little family <laughs> tradition. But yeah, so when I was a kid, and I, I, this is a, a thing that happens around the world as well, is people put up Christmas lights, Christmas decorations. Now, a lot of the Christmas lights and decorations in Tumut, uh, and I don't know about Sydney, but in Tumut, a lot of them, the sleighs were led by kangaroos, by the white kangaroos. We usually did actually have wire reindeer with lights. Like when we'd go for a walk around the estate we lived in, there'd be usually be reindeer. There wouldn't be yeah. kangaroos. It's such a... it's. Because we were metropolitan Sydney, I have the feeling we were more Americanized. Yeah. Australia has this really weird, um, we have this weird blend of of Christmas culture because like like you just said, like the parts of it are highly Americanized, other parts aren't. I mean, Coca-Cola 
has a lot to do with the way that everyone sees Santa Claus. A lot of people don't realize this. His suit used to be green. Yeah, his suit used to be green. Like the And then it became Coca-Cola red. <laughs> yeah, the the red, the white, the 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 rosy cheeks, the beard, everything that that iconic image that we know as Santa Claus. I'm pretty sure it was like 1910s. 1910s, 1920s from yeah. memory. <laughs> because see, to sell Coca-Cola uh back in the day especially was not like right now me and you, we're, we're middle income earners. Uh, you could go down the street and buy a can of Coke for, you know, $1.50 or, or two twenty. Really. Like, it's not, it's not a big deal. But back in the day, like, to purchase soft drinks and have copious amounts of soft drinks, that just wasn't a thing. You would well, go mass to the manufacturer lo- wasn't that big of a thing. No, so, everything was almost hand keen. So, you would go to a soda stream. You would go to a- as, like, Soda bar. Well, they I, they called it a soda stream because it's a stream of- Soda stream's sh- a brand now. You can't say it. I can say whatever the fuck I like. <laughs> like to see them find me. They'll never find me. I'll hide under the bed. And <laughs> For more information on that, see the Rum Rebellion. <laughs> so, yeah, the, when it comes to those sort of Christmas, like Coca-Cola was big on pushing their product. Like, you know, everyone's going to want Coca-Cola for Christmas. Like it was a special event. Especially because in summer- in Australia, it's hot. You need something cold to drink. So, yep. push Coca-Cola. Whereas in America, it's like hot cocoa. But still, like in America, still, they would have had like your special soft drink treats. Yeah, like- but most people end the night with a cup of hot cocoa and marshmallows. I've seen that in enough movies to confidently state that. <laughs> it's called hot chocolate. Why call it cocoa? Bugs are Because cocoa is what it's made out of. <laughs> yeah, but like cocoa is a component of chocolate. You're making, if you just took the cocoa itself without the sugar and all the extra That's like eating those cocoa it, bits I've got in there. Right, it's so yeah, bitter. <laughs> yeah, you'd just be eating cocoa. So it's called hot chocolate. I'm sorry, America. Just call it hot chocolate. Makes more They're sense. They're lazy. They don't want to say that many syllables. I love it how you keep, <laughs> keep disparaging. Like we, we have, and our American listeners, we love you. I personally love you. I Holly love has the one who said it. You did. <laughs> so yeah, but then you were like, Americans are all lazy or stupid or something. That's not. We got played back. <laughs> so, no, Matthew. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) So I'll let Holly continue on. Um, But uh, the point I was trying to raise, I was trying (laughs) to get to a point. No, see, the entire point of this episode is I'm going to try and avoid you making that point until the very end and then we'll just cut before you can say it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my grandmother, she described her Christmas. And what would happen for about a month or so as they worked towards it, they would actually start making their own soft drinks. So that when I say soft drink, it's it's probably more of a, an Australian term for carbonated soft drink, uh, carbonated beverage. beverage yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, Coca Cola and Fanta and all those sort of things. Um, they would actually make it. They would make it. She often talked about stories of them just brewing up uh, ten to twenty bottles of lime flavored soft drink. And so they would. It seems like way too much effort to me. I just go buy it. <laughs> well, see, so you couldn't. I know. Like, you got to remember. Right now I can. Especially in Tumut, like in metropolitan Sydney, would have been a bit different. But in Tumut, like you're talking about a very small town, and the only way that you can get things is through the train system. Obviously, that's changed now. I'm talking about like the 1940s. I want to say so. They had to make a lot of their stuff, and the only time they would get soft drink would be on Christmas because they had to make. Well, it. it would have taken for fucking ever. It's like I'm not doing this every week for years. But I also remember talking about them, like uh, what they would do is when they make a pie, they would put a sixpence and a threepence in the pudding. My nan used to do that with the puddings, and then someone broke into a house and stole the coins. Yep, that's why I went through, and when I started my coin collecting, I found a new set for her. Yep. <laughs> 
but you have to use specific ones. And that's actually an American English tradition. It's not an Australian tradition. It's one we've imported. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that, and that's the point I was trying to get to as well, is that our Christmas is such an amalgamation of all of these different Christmases with our own sort of region thrown on the top. Though the, the sixpence and the threepence, that wouldn't have come from America. That would have been a I British- think that's English, yeah. Because yeah, Americans would have, wouldn't have had that kind no, they of silver had, in their coins. No. Their so, little coins were copper, not silver. Yeah. And the idea is the kids would eat the pudding and if they were oh, lucky, they would get- I've got- yeah, threepence buy you a ton of shit back in the day. Three pence, which would be, what, three cents? Nowadays, Something it's like, like half a cent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, back in the day, man, you were, you were sorted. But I, I think the primary difference between the Christmases is just the fact that when I had Christmas, it was always stinking hot. And we go swimming. Swimming would be yeah, a big swimming- thing on Christmas Day. Well, there are, we have Australian Christmas carols, and one of my favourite ones actually- one of the entire verses is that after everyone's eaten, the kids are in the pool messing around and the adults are on the side sleeping. So let's talk about some of the Australian Christmas carols then, or at least the reworking of some traditional carols. So some, of them you, are, some of them are original. Some of them are original. So Six White Boomers is original. Yeah. Right. And in that Christmas carol, we're talking about the there's uh, a Joey kangaroo. There's a Joey kangaroo in a zoo in America, and Santa hears him crying, and takes him home Is that to Australia. Right? I have no clue about that. I've heard the song like six white boomers, snow white, white boomers. boomers. Chucking yeah. that, chucking on a bit of an Australian bit for you there. But <laughs> well, that's what you need for that. I, I don't know the story behind the the actual. Yeah. Him. Joey song. Kangaroo's in a zoo. He's crying because he misses his mum. Santa hears him, offers to take him home to Australia. They pass through for the second time, and Joey says, Why aren't you handing out the presents? Santa goes, Ha, ah, we've already been here today. So Santa actually ends up dropping Joey off, and it's, quote, the bestest Christmas treat Joey's ever had. Oh, so that's what that song's about. Yeah, it's about returning a baby Joey to his mum. Uh, one of the biggest ones I remember as well would have to be uh, our version of Jingle Bells, which is yes, the very, Jingle very Bells, different. Which I was singing at you the other day and you were like, no, stop it. I'm going to kill the cat if you don't stop. Yes, you did. You I really you really so. hated me singing that song. For some reason, you hate that song. Why would I kill the cat? I'd just kill you. you. Would- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to kill the innocent cat <laughs> for <laughs> annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, la- on the she- weed crap in Australia, we do not condone the killing of cats. <laughs> no, definitely not. Humans Unless the they're hand. feral cats. We'll have to do an episode on feral cats too. Yeah, you started singing that. And the reason... So, obviously, me and Holly, uh, we'd like to call ourselves podcasters, but we also have to supplement our income just like everyone else. So, we work in retail. Yes. Now, people who work in retail over the last two months would know my pain and we're all burnt out by Christmas before it even hits December. Yes. So when Holly comes home singing Christmas carols, it's kind of like having a pick. But it's the Christmas like, carols you don't hear at work because all the ones they play at work are just the American ones. Which that that's interesting to me that they don't like throw in it because Australia. You'd think they'd put in Six White Boomers or the Holly and the Ivy or something now. What's and the then? Holly and the Ivy? That one. Oh, the Holly did and we the talk Ivy about if they Bells? come up in their yard, we go got- get the roundup and hit the mongrels hard. That sounds more <laughs> like a soliloquy. Like no, a, uh, I'm not singing it. Those are the opening lines. Yep, yep. Uh, we have our version of Jingle Bells, which is... Um, Dashing through the bush in a rusty hold and you... Yep. I hope everyone's enjoying the karaoke. Yeah. You know, which is just about getting in a uh, utility vehicle, as it's, they call them in America. It's reaching Christmas party. That's pretty much all it is. And then running yep. away before you have to help clean up afterward. Yeah, yeah. I've experienced a few of those Christmas parties. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we take some of the Christmas car- carols, we reappropriate them, and, you know, we add an Australian flair to them. Uh, so, one of the big differences as well, like talking about our Christmases, is uh, actually our food selection. Yeah, now, it's, it's generally not like a massive roast turkey unless you're Mel. That is pretty much the American-Canadian Christmas dinner, isn't it? It's the a glazed massive, ham and the massive turkey. Yeah, glazed ham and massive turkey. So, we... We switch it out a little bit. We have, uh, and this is where your butchery uh, stuff is going to come in a, a lot of. handier than what I'd be able to describe. So, I remember our staples of Christmas lunch being roasted beef. Hot or cold? Um, first hot, then it's slowly, like it'd be hot, served hot at lunch and then it's slowly turned cold and then we'd have it for sandwiches later on. Silverside, which was boiled uh, in a combination of water 
brown vinegar and uh, brown sugar. Do you want to explain what Silverside is, being a butcher? I'm pretty sure most people know that corn silverside is just pickled beef. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know. It, I didn't know it was pickled pi- beef. It's pickled beef. That's all it is. You remember in those old timey cartoons where they're like, "You have this delicious pickled beef or this pickled pork or whatever." That's just corned. All right. So then, how come? Let's say I, I get a silverside. Why do I have to boil it? And if I get a piece of beef that I roast it, but they're both beef, like they're, they're both cattle. So because can you the coin is. The corn version is pickled. It's literally soaked in salty water for a week. And then sent to the shops and then I buy it from the shop. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, it's it's preserved. So, it'll, quote, last longer, though the use-by dates on it will not tell you that. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we had that. Like, those were our sort of our, our three meats. And then uh, our Canadian stepfather uh, obviously moved in, married my mother. And turkey was added to it and cranberry sauce. And I was like, so I- What the fuck is this rich shit? Yeah, I got this this weird hybrid for a lot of years of an American and- Well, not American. That would upset him a lot. (laughs) Canadian, North American. American? North American (laughs) uh, influence in our Christmas lunches and and dinners. And we saw things like deviled eggs, for example. Didn't know what a fucking deviled egg was. Never (laughs) had a deviled egg. So, he added a few of those staples that he missed from home. Um, And then for dessert, we have- a pavlova. Now, I know for a fact that pavlova, the way we have it, well, the way we prepare it, uh, is very similar. Like, well, it's it's 100% localized. It's New Zealand. It's Australia. That's we're, it. We're not getting into that debate. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say who came up with it. I'm not going to say who came up with it. It's Australia a, came up with it. I'm not going <laughs> to say who came up with it. So, let's just say that Australia and New Zealand have equal claim over the humble pavlova. But that that's a really simple recipe and I've tried to make them myself. Explain I'm not what very a pavlova is. Yeah. So, when I make a pavlova, I get the pre-mixed pavlova mix and then I put it in <laughs> some water. If you were to make it traditionally, of course, what you have to do is you separate the egg white from the egg yolk. That's your first thing because you only want to use egg whites. Otherwise, it gets a really weird color. It does, yeah. You have uh, very sugar, refined sugar, sugar, caster sugar. It's mostly sugar. Uh, you put it together. You put your sugar. You put your egg white and flour. Is it flour? I don't think there's flour in it. Meringue is usually just egg white, sugar, it's just and then egg whipped white and to sugar. Shoot. Yeah, till till it's whipped. Yeah. So yeah, you you combine those together and it makes and you make a mound. You try and make a you try and sculpt it. it it's into supposed to look like a, a like nicely a, sculpted cake, but I can't guarantee it will ever end like that. I've no, never seen it end up I, like that. I, I that hasn't been done it, in a machine. I always say like a weird pyramidy or it, sort of it thing. bulges in the middle because it hasn't set right or something yeah yeah it's a, it's a bit of a weird one actually so once you've you you then put it in the oven and then what you have to do is you have to watch it because as I remember soon as you turn away it will burn <laughs> there was one year my sister emma she went through three before she fi- by the time she said the fourth one either works or I'm just going to buy one. <laughs> so she finally got it to work. And then once you've once you it's risen and it's set, should be really fluffy in the middle and should have this nice crust on the outside. What you then do is you get uh, some fruit. No, uh, you got to add the cream first. I keep. It, I only made one last yeah, year. Why am I not remember the, last year. I made two last year. That's right. I can't remember. The, I don't know why I can't remember the steps. So yeah, you you on the top you put your uh, layer of cream, not runny cream. cream. No, it's got to be whipped it's and fluffy. Be stiff as fuck. Yeah, which is really hard because there's a very fine point between very, whipped cream and butter. <laughs> yeah. So if you whip it too hard or too long. You're going to end up turning it into butter as opposed to whipped cream. So you put that on the top and then you add things like strawberries, passion fruit, uh, usually a passion fruit drizzle, like the the pulp of a passion fruit. You add it on the top and then you put your your strawberries on there. And, and kiwi some people fruit. like, yeah, which, see, this is the thing too, like kiwi fruit. Obviously, the New Zealanders started putting kiwi fruit on first. So I don't know. They're, they're, I will never. An- I don't think anyone's going to be able to answer the debate about where it came from, um, but yeah, it, it became a, one of our Christmas desserts. And then a lot of the other times, the uh, the other dessert uh, would be a trifle, which is very British. A bowl of sugar. It's trifle <laughs> is a very very British dessert, and we obviously inherited that from uh, our British forebears. But you start with uh, you make some custard, very thick custard. Uh, you have a uh, sponge roll, 
If you never had sponge roll, it's a sponge cake with a nice jam or if you're in America, a jelly filling. Cream. And you cut up you cut up your delicious roll and that's your base and then you add your layer of custard and then you No, add- you gotta add jelly before you add custard. Oh, it depends. It depends how you wanna do it. I I like to I do make a combination of jelly sponge cake base but i have seen the sponge cake just as a base so yeah you you mix up your jelly crystals you dump that all into the uh into the rolls and that sets nicely and then you add your custard and then you add another layer and then you add some fruit more jelly cream cream (laughs) and then custard and it's just it's a bowl full of diabetes yeah it's a bowl full of diabetes and those were really our two desserts and then of course mel added butter tarts to the uh i love those butter tarts (laughs) <laughs> Loved it, uh, and that was our that was our Christmas lunch and uh, or slash Christmas dinner, which is radically different. Like there were no puddings, for example. We didn't have you know your fruit pudding. We didn't have fruit cake or anything like that. Um, you know, you didn't see any fondant anywhere. See the way you're talking, it means that mine was also an amalgamation, but in a completely different way. So take us through what your Christmas dinner lunch looks like. Well, my Christmas dinner Fucking was hungry. It I'm was getting really <laughs> hungry. <laughs> <laughs> my Christmas, it was always served at about three o'clock because you'd open presents and then you'd you'd serve lunch. So it would be cold roast beef, cold roast pork. Usually, mum. So co- your mum would cook the night before. No, she would cook them three or four days beforehand, freeze them, and then defrost them to eat. Oh no! It actually made them taste really, really no. nice. No, not the, you not the beef. The beef was done the day before, but the pork yep. was done a couple of days before. Oh man. man, no! Oh yeah, you go man, no. But I've actually Still walked hungry, out though. of there with a bag of. <laughs> roast pork and you have eaten it before I got home. That you say true. men no, but you've eaten it. I didn't know that there was defrosted. <laughs> she also slices the ham, freezes it and defrosts it because that's the only way to go through a three or four kilo ham when you're on your own or yeah. you're living with two people. That was that. That's part of the American tradition, I think, a lot is the, the ham because we never did ham. We I never had ham until we went to... Um, well, no one in my family eats turkey, so we had to go with the ham. The only yep. person in my family that eats turkey is my grandfather. So there was no way they were going to cook a turkey. Mm. Um, so we'd have the beef, the pork, we'd have the ham. Sometimes there would be chickens, barbecue chickens. They'd pick up the night before and serve them cold as well. There would be potato bake, but only because that's my aunt's contribution and that's the only thing she that ever contributes a, to is, anything. And that's a really weird just your family because I don't think a lot of families <laughs> do potato bake for Christmas. But they it's do. It's great though. It puts something hot it. on the plate. So. Yep. <laughs> And then we just have shit tons of salad. We don't do a barbecue. We don't do anything like that. Our desserts, we also have pavlova, but ours have to be a bit different because my dad's allergic to strawberries. So we I wasn't to- allowed to put any strawberry in it when I made yeah, it. Yeah, for- because dad's allergic to strawberries. You'll right. kill him. So when we make up I, a pavlova. I do. I do. <laughs> when I I'm just one. reminding you why. So this year you don't. Um, when we make up a pavlova, it's like a third of it has to be strawberry free. If I eat kiwi fruit, it makes my tongue swell. So a third of it is kiwi fruit free. And then all the rest of it is just everything else. Basically, Holly just <laughs> likes passion Our fruit, family- cream and egg white. I don't actually like passion fruit that much. I'll take <laughs> the strawberries and the cream and the egg white and the meringue. Not a problem. But that's the only um, dessert that we've ever had at Christmas. Usually by the time we get to dessert, everyone stuffed themselves stupid on roast beef rolls that we're not going to eat dessert anyway. See, the, and I think it's, it's interesting talking about our desserts and stuff like that. You'll notice an absence of hot food. Because, like I said, we are in the Christmas middle. Christmas is 40 degrees. You're not going to want to eat a roast baked dinner yeah, hot from it, the oven. It's in the middle of the Australian summer. and It's also usually during bushfire season, which means yeah. you're not having an open flame. So, a barbecue is a really bad idea. I remember one year where it was uh, 42 degrees Celsius. And we went outside to play with some of our... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like outdoor toys that we got, and, and it was just so hot, we went straight back inside. Like it's a, it's near, it's impossible. One of the tradi- traditional Christmas presents in my family was always something to do with water, whether it was water pistols, a water slide, something like that. There was always something to do with water because it kept the kids out of the house and the parents could sleep. Ours was like a trampoline. We always got a trampoline, <laughs> like, and then the trampoline would die, and there would always be a new trampoline. No, we had tons of water pistols. If we didn't get something to do with water, then they'd fill up some tubs and we'd just go play in the backyard. Mm. Um, now, when it comes to gift giving, it's it's pretty similar. I, I think, like, we open... I, I know that around the world, some people, especially in Britain, love to do... Like, Christmas Eve is when you open presents. Yeah. Like Christmas Eve is the present, which doesn't make time. sense to me because Santa comes on Christmas Eve. So yeah, I've unless never, you're making room for his presents. Yeah, I've never understood that one myself. But yeah, uh, Christmas Eve is for a lot of people, especially Britain and, and America, is their Christmas day. Like that, that's what they do most of their celebrating and eating on Christmas Eve. Then I assume they've got all their shit to play with, or you know, stuff to use on the Christmas itself, and you eat the leftovers from the previous night. Like we know one uh, person, like uh, Graham, who's been on the weird, uh, not weird crap. I was going to say he's been on the Modern Meltdown podcast. Graham celebrates Christmas uh, with his very, very close friends, nearly family, and they're all British. So he always takes Christmas Eve off work every year. Because that's when he has Christmas. Uh, but for the most part, Australians celebrate Christmas on the actual Christmas day. It's the only day of the year that the shops don't open. Yeah. Aside from Easter Sunday. <laughs> did you ever have as a kid, and I'm being a bit nostalgic here, but did you ever have as a kid the town band or the district band or whatever going around on the back of a flatbed truck with Santa, like waving and throwing we lollies at the kids as they were going We always lived on cul-de-sacs, at the far end of cul-de-sacs. So even if they did, we wouldn't have seen them. No, we had I don't a, remember ever we, seeing them. We had a, uh, a proper like Santa Claus in the band. I don't know if Tumut still does it now, but you go to the fence and there would be Santa be like waving Never. and Throwing heard of lollies it. at the kids. I don't think you're allowed to throw lollies at kids anymore, though, are you? <laughs> Depends on how hard you throw them. Because I could imagine, <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine if you are Santa and you're throwing lollies, and like the parents would come up and they'd be like, "I need to know if this is allergy free. Does it have coloring five, six, seven in it?" And they'd ask you 15 questions, so you'd only get to throw out what, like one lolly every 20 minutes. Take that modern parenting <laughs> coming from coming from a non-parent like myself, just being an asshole. Just want to put that out there too. Um, but yeah, like he he. We had a town band and they used to do the, the flatbed truck and they used to go very slowly around town and sing carols and- Carols. Um, carol, carol, choked on that word. They would sing Christmas carols and, and they'd throw lollies. I have never seen or heard a caroler go through near our houses. Huh. Not once. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, we also do carols by candlelight. Yeah, I, that's I, a big tradition on TV. Yeah, yeah. So there will be- and all the television stations do their own version of it as well. So, like, Prime has a Christmas in the park the week before and then Wynn does the night of Christmas carols. I want to remind everyone right now that Australian Christmas is in the middle of summer, which means that we're in the middle of daylight savings, so nighttime doesn't actually fall until 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how late do you have to too. keep those damn kids up to do carols by candlelight or to watch carols by candlelight? But everyone does it. Like, everyone does carols by candlelight. There is a localised version of carols by candlelight in every, in every town, town. Because it keeps suburb. the kids still and quiet for the Christmas Eve before they go home and realise that Santa is coming and then go up the walls again. Or, you know, they do it a week or two weeks before as well. Like in uh, every every city, every town, nearly everyone has their version of Carols by Candlelight. But is that an, an, 
Australian thing? I like- don't think it is, but I think the sheer dedication of staying out until nine o'clock just to sing Jingle Bells with a hundred other people who can't se- can't sing. And some fireworks. And some fireworks. I think those are the Aussie traditions. Which my understanding is it doesn't happen a lot anymore. Like they don't do a lot of, we can't do open flame a lot because of drought. Well, now they do the, the electric candles. Yeah, the electric candles. And yeah, now, so they switch from like wax to plastics. And batteries. And batteries. Yay, environment. <laughs> uh, and then you've got, I'm getting very, pa- I'm sick of plastics. I'm really sick of plastics. Uh, so yeah, they, they do the Christmas. Christmas by carols by candlelight. Jesus Christ. So many C's all in a row. <laughs> that was a big thing growing up as well. Yeah, uh, it I was always going on the TV. To a few. And yeah, like the TV one, you know, you would have the Wiggles. And everyone knows the Wiggles. Like the Wiggles well, are universal. I used to like, know the Wiggles and then they all changed. They did and now change, I don't yep. know who the Wiggles are anymore. <laughs> yeah, so you, you'd have all the guests and they'd all do the songs and that. And yeah, there's a, a carols by candlelight that will no doubt. If you wanted to travel around Australia every week, you could find a Carols by Candlelight in any, like, you would be able to keep going to them until Christmas Eve. Or at least you would from about the 10th. Yeah, because there are a lot of those. What else? What else is different in Australia for Christmas? Um, That was a funny little noise. (laughs) It's kind of an um in the high bitch. It was. We don't really bake our own Christmas cookies. We don't do anything like that. Yeah, we don't. Generally, we don't do gingerbread houses. Though they have- They've done a resurgence, but not really. They they filtered in a little bit. Like I've, uh, there was one time, again, I think it was Joanna who was British. She made a gingerbread house, but she also loves American culture as well. So you don't see a lot of gingerbread men. You don't see a lot of gingerbread houses unless someone really- is inspired to do it. It's not Again, a staple. my dad is a real Christmas fiend and he doesn't even do them. Mm. So, but yeah, we don't do that much cooking just because it is so hot and that's just plain and simple. Yeah, you don't want to turn your ovens on. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the big differences between... Everything is based on the fact that it is fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, which means cold beer. Yeah, lots of cold beer. Cold beer. Forget your hot eggnog or warm eggnog or whatever. Yeah. It's usually beer. That's actually something that's very interesting as well. Like eggnog is a massive part of the the American staple because- You don't see a Christmas movie without them fucking talking about it. And my understanding of eggnog is, again, it's like a custody drink because I've had it. I I, I quite enjoy it. One year you were like living off the shit. It's, It's a custody drink and you've got cinnamon mixed into it as well. And- then what you do is you add like a cup of um, brandy, I think it brandy is. or rum. Rum is also good. I know that but from personal experience. You then boil it down a little bit and it comes out as a warm drink. That's the whole idea of that it. That sounds fucking disgusting. I, I actually quite like it. It sounds disgusting. And why are you boiling it? You're just getting rid of the alcohol and that's the only reason you'd be well, drinking it. so the kids it. can drink it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck the kids. They can have the alcohol-free version. I want, like, my alcoholic version because it's the only way I'm going to drink that shit. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's only just come in in the, uh, like, since uh, three, we Three, four years, something yeah, like that. The, uh, the first time I ever saw eggnog was when in one of our supermarkets when we moved to Canberra proper like when we moved here in Queanbeyan yeah um that was the first time I ever saw eggnog and I always buy a carton each year I quite like it I actually quite like it weird yeah but it's not a staple of Australian Christmas at all it's way too new to be a staple to begin with it's something that's also disgusting (laughs) but then you know there were a ton of things that are still the same like we have the same sort of Santa Claus to a point you know Christmas trees a lot of the avid yeah so Christmas trees, that's actually a big one. Generally speaking in Australia, most people don't have real Christmas trees. I saw a real Christmas tree on the roof of a truck the other night. Too. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, someone was driving past with him wrapped up in a net. You you can buy them. Uh, uh, some people have them. But again, generally because of how hot it is, they dry out so quickly. They die. You know, so it makes it really hard. Uh, we generally have plastic... Yeah, ours is right there on the floor waiting to oh, be Oh, you put actually up. brought it yeah. out. I was, like, I was like, we've got to set up our Christmas tree. And there's tree. a tiny one on top of it too. Well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, there's like that synthetic plastic, plastic. Uh, Christmas trees. As far as I've been concerned, that's what we've always well, had. Well, to Mum's me, it's more environmentally one. friendly because you can use them for 15 years like my parents have. I think my parents' tree is like 20 years old. 
You're not cutting down a new tree every year. Oh, mum was a fiend for Christmas trees. She used to buy. Yeah, every a, time we went down there, delu- there was a new fucking tree. But there are, I mean, mum's Christmas deluxe trees. Mum's Christmas trees are amazing. Like she, you've got to admit, she spends that. a lot of time on. Have them. you ever seen a Christmas tree that other that's around somewhere else that you think is better than mum's? I'd say they'd get close if dad was allowed to do them, but considering the kids were always helping, it never quite got there. Yeah, well, mum, hey, <laughs> mum loves a nice and and I this this is. I'm pretty me sure too. she sits there with like a measuring tape to make sure all the baubles are the well, same distance apart. Not only that, but they all got to be color coded. So mum will go, okay, this year it's blue and silver. And that's it. You stick a red one on there, you are disowned. <laughs> yeah. So, Hi, yeah, Ellen. we, we had, and she would buy a new, like, she's bought some amazingly elaborate Christmas trees and, and put them together. But, you know, that's the same. And, and the presents under the tree, that's the same. Um, and now through, is, is it the NORAD tracker? You can yeah, see. Yeah, I watch Santa arrive in Canberra every year. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can follow through. And then his, when I wake up, I check and see how far he's got. <laughs> Last year, I remember I screenshotted it and I said, you're like, look, Santa's been. <laughs> and then, I mean, we do confectionery as well, just like well, yeah, everyone else. candy but canes and that. Yeah. Candy canes always sell out. Like, we never have candy canes right till Christmas. Um, I think they stop ordering them on, like, the 20th, so I, they have a chance to get rid of them. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, we have Rose's Chocolates, which is Cadbury. Like, Toblerone's you know, fucking everywhere. Toblerone's everywhere. Um, Maltesers and M&M yeah. boxes, those gift box things lots, that they lo- do. Lots of chocolate. And that's, that's, I think that's Christmas for us. Yeah, that's is pretty much any, it. Is there anything else that you could think of that's sort of... Only dad's dancing statues, but that's just his thing. He buys a different dancing statue every year. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a, a Santa that plays saxophone and like a dancing Rudolph and stuff. Yep. So, yeah, that's, uh, I, I think that's pretty much it for Christmas. And then, of course, you have New Year's, which is just the next week. Um, I do have to ask. Shoot. Do you think it's an Australian tradition to add extra lines to Rudolph the Reindeer? What are the extra lines? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose, mm-hmm. like a light bulb. And if you ever saw no. him. No. Actually, that's no. Not you know Australian where it one? came from? No. I can <laughs> tell you exactly where it came from. It came from the very first episode of The Simpsons, which came out on the 17th of December, 1988. Well, there Another you go. Thing that's something Australians Another thing happened that day as well. Very important thing happened that day. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were released. I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I know you knew that. You just weren't going to give it to me. No. Uh, yeah, they uh, they do that because um, Bart jumps in and adds the extra lines and it just got amalgamated. Oh, I learned them at preschool. Yep. It was because like, of The Simpsons. It was it, absolutely I find it ridiculous how far The Simpsons have um, spread themselves. Just uh, as an offside. It's it's not only that too, like um, the uh, Batman smells Robin laid an egg, that, yeah. that version. That was they, the animated series, wasn't no, it? No, it was. They actually had to track it down, and it was someone's funny little poem that they put in a newspaper. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> yeah, there was like a section where it's like, you know, uh, have your poetry appear in the newspaper, and it was America, and someone wrote that, and that's where it first appeared as a soliloquy. I guess. In I'm a, pretty sure it's yeah, just a sonnet. <laughs> in a newspaper. And that's that's where that came from as well. But that found its way into our culture as well. Like Australia is just is we are such a melting, a melting pot, pot <laughs> that everyone's Christmas is just an amalgamation like, of all these other traditions. You can call it an Australian Christmas, but what my Australian Christmas and your Australian Christmas is Very are two different. different Christmases. And that's kind of Welcome Australia. To Australia. <laughs> like that is really it. Um, you know, I've I've talked to friends and that who uh, they went to relatives houses and friends houses for christmas and so you know one of my friends his christmas was generally spent with people uh who were uh chinese i think so christmas for him were these massive elaborate chinese dinners that's his christmas <laughs> that sounds cool <laughs> you know and and people roast different meats like it's just it's such a pick and choose your own adventure Christmas here in Australia. Yeah, we don't really have staples and what you have to have. Like, I know people who don't do ham. They do a roast leg of lamb. Yep, exactly. So. Exactly. 
Uh, so, and lamb being one of our products here in Australia. Well, one of our big exports, yeah. Yeah, so it makes a lot of sense that you'd have- But um, I can tell you right them. now, as a butcher, you will sell a fuck ton more pork at Christmas time than you will through any other point in the year. Yeah. Where everyone, a lot of people love the Christmas ham. We never did it, but a lot of I'm people- I'm not even talking ham. ham. I'm just talking like loin roast or shoulder roast. Like we sell fuck tons more at Christmas time than we do through any other point in the year. And fuck ton is a, a it's technical term. It's a metric term. term. It's like 30 or 40 tons. <laughs> it's a ton. <laughs> Depending on how many. Yeah, that's a like. fucking lot of it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that- Gives you a bit of an insight into an Australian Christmas. We don't have well, two a sh- Australian Christmases. <laughs> we, we don't have uh, Christmas monsters. We don't have Christmas serial killers, uh, thankfully. <laughs> not uh, yet. <laughs> not yet. So yeah, we thought we would uh, we would take a break from well, all the. It's a the nice fun things. thing for you to listen to on your way to your final day of work before you get to go for a long road trip to see people that you'd rather not see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> Welcome to Australia. <laughs> I tell, you, I tell you, this is the thing, though. Um, Christmas, for a lot of people, is a rough time. Like, it can be a really rough time for a lot of people. So, we're going to keep the podcast going. We're not taking a break. The, the, there'll be an episode of the podcast. We'll do one so, next week. So Yeah, yeah. So, if you are lonely this Christmas- Send me a message. I would love to talk to you. Send us a weird crap. You're going to get sent, like, tons and tons of That's messages. Fine. But I was going to say, like- Put this on in the background, have yourself a little Christmas dinner, and we'll be your guests this year. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, if you want to talk, we'll talk. But otherwise, <laughs> you can just listen to us talk and then add in your own, like, offsides. Yeah. Uh, so, top five Christmas movies, Holly, to end out the podcast. Because everyone has to have, like, top five Christmas movies. So, what are your top five Christmas the movies? The Santa Claus takes up the first three. <laughs> That's the Tim Allen one, isn't it? It's the Tim Allen one. Why do you love I that like crappy them. movie so much? Because it's one. It was our Christmas tradition. So you're we, saying the top top three uh, is Santa Claus okay, one, one and, two, and three. One and two. I won't go so much with three. I like three, but I have something else I'd rather put in there. Nightmare Before Christmas. I watch on Halloween and Christmas Eve because I don't know which one it actually yeah, is. That, that, yeah, that, that's fair <laughs> enough. That's fair enough. And then there's the Gift of the Night Fury, which is one of the How to Train Your Dragon specials. It is actually a Christmas movie. Fair enough. So that's four. And then, of course, some up at Christmas Carol. Or Scrooged. They go in there. So I'll eliminate Santa Claus 2 and I'll add in Scrooged. So there are my four. (laughs) Five. I think for my top five then, like definitely putting in the Muppets Christmas Carol. Everyone Uh, loves that. It's a great one. Uh, Die Hard. No. Is going in there. Wrong. This is mine. This is my time now. Christmas movie. I gave you your time. You got to put Die Hard in there. Yeah, but mine were actually Christmas movies. Batman Returns is a great one. It's all Christmas. That Wait, whole thing is Christmas. Take Christmas out of the plot. It doesn't make sense. Villains explode out of Christmas presents. They could explode out ba- of normal presents <laughs> and, and they still make the same and sense. And one of the people is killed with the Christmas tree. She falls well, down. Well, in that it. case, I'm going to replace all of mine with Doctor Who Christmas specials. <laughs> Fuck you. So, Die Hard, Batman Returns, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Don't watch Batman Returns with your kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, or do. Depends on how you want them to turn out. Yeah. And then I guess for the last two, I'd just be like, chuck on a random Doctor Who Christmas special because they're always great. Like, they're really fun Christmas specials. Yeah, they're always a good laugh or something nice in the background. People who love Christmas are like, you motherfuckers, as Charlie Brown and Christmas Carol, Ro- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But Elf. The- a lot of people no, love Elf, see, but we people both love took, it. We both didn't put that on our list, so that's how I've shit that movie is. 
I've never seen it. I'm going to have to get it just so you listen to watch it, don't you? And then you can tell me how fucking awesome it is and I'll tell you you're an idiot because you like Will Ferrell. Have you ever, I like Will Ferrell. You ever seen uh, Jingle All The Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Of course I fucking have. That's, that's a, Christmas collection. That's a, two movies a day up until Christmas Eve. That's I've seen a it. bad movie. That's where that line came from because he's talking to the guy and he's like, really enjoying your wife's sugar cookies here, pal. And he's like, put the cookie down. That's where that came from. Uh-huh. And then they remixed it into a techno song. Because they always fucking do. Um, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> but yeah, Batman Returns is a really cool Christmas movie. Because <laughs> Burton... Okay, hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Just for a, just for a minute, people. You can hear him stuttering because he's looking at me like <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill him. So... Tim Burton obviously has this really weird aesthetic when it comes to Christmas because it's incorporated into Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Well, it's part of the basis, but yeah. Yeah, yeah visually, <laughs> like he has this really interesting take on Christmas, especially when he combines those elements. That style is just completely infused into Batman Returns. So, yes, it's a Batman movie. Yes, it's not really- This is the Cobblepot one, isn't it's it? It's the Cobblepot okay, one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the line where Penguin turns around and he goes- um, you know, what did he say? He goes, oh, are we still killing the kids? And he's like, yes, male, female, gender is irrelevant when we when uh, erogenous zones are blown sky high. That's a line in kids the movie. movie. Yeah. So don't let your kids watch it. It's a fucked Actually, up movie. Actually, no, it doesn't matter if they watch it because it'll probably go over their heads. Had a happy Most meal. Most 20 year olds, that'd go over their heads anyway. Had a happy meal attached to that movie. But yeah, Tim Burton puts in his like, he really infuses- his Christmas into that film. His so, Christmas is scary. Yeah. Who the fuck would want that? Me. <laughs> I loved it. Considering uh, I have Nightmare Before Christmas on my list, I can't say anything, but you're still weird. Actually, I have to add one more film to my list. So I said Doctor Who special, so I've got some more slots. So uh, Chevy Chase's uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a great Christmas movie. I thought you said you were sick of watching that. I uh, we were, we watched it last year or the year before. I, think it was I last did year. break it out and we watched it again. I think I fell asleep because that movie is actually Christmas. <laughs> because it's a dysfunctional family trying to get along for a single day in the yep. year. And it doesn't work. <laughs> and it's like, you see this one guy. Okay, it- Matthew, people watch movies for escapism, yeah. not to see reality. Well, Chevy Chase reminds me a lot of your dad, right? Because your dad, I, I know that in his head, the Christmases that he actually experiences are probably close to what he actually visualizes. But, you know, he wants to have the perfect Christmas and have everyone together. I'm pretty and sure if it fun. snowed, it would not ruin his day. Yeah. So it's like he is Chevy Chase. And, and in that film, you see all of these people scrambling around, trying to put everything together. And as soon as people bust through the doors, all the problems start. And that's what Christmas is. That's why I think uh, Christmas Vacation is one of the most accurate Christmas films of all time. Again, people watch movies for escapism, not realism. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's fine. I remember there's a scene in it as well, because Dad used to watch it every Christmas. Like it was that's one his of his Christmas tradition. He watched it all the time, but yeah, <laughs> every Christmas that movie would have to be busted out. I remember my uh, sister crying every time. There's one scene where there's this cat, and it's you, you see it throughout the film, and it's like chewing on the Christmas lights and chewing on the Christmas lights, chewing on the Christmas lights, and then they're all looking around, and you hear this like, and the the cat, <laughs> cat explodes itself under the chair. <laughs> Oh, that used to make her upset every year when we watched that. And then Matthew's laughing about it. So, who's the psychopath here? Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's what I'd recommend for viewing this uh, this festive season. Uh, that pretty much wraps us up. Yeah, we're going to walk away from this now. We're going we're gonna to move away. Uh, next week, we're going back uh, straight into your regularly scheduled programming. So, we're going to go back into Monsters. Uh, what monster we got coming the up? Hawkesbury River Monster. Yeah, that's a cool monster. Uh, so we're going to dive into that. Um, don't forget uh, to have a great Christmas if you can. Drive safe. Drive safe. That's a really important one. Don't drink drive in moderation. Drunk. That's a big one. A lot of people Australia still. Australia, it is. Yeah. Especially in Australia, people still think, "Oh, you know, I've had five. Like, I'm I'm fine I had to drive." Five three hours ago, I'll be fine. You're not fine to drive. Like, please, please be safe. PSA. You know, it's a very, very important thing. Uh, I also realize for a lot of people, holidays can be hard. 
Uh, don't forget, podcast is going to keep going. We're going to keep- Go back to number one and listen again. Yep. Like we've got 29 episodes now. So yep. you, you'll have plenty of time to listen to us. Yabber yeah. and yabber and yabber. And not only that, and this is an important thing for people as well. If you are feeling lonely on Christmas, find a volunteer group. Like there are a lot of people who try- and stuff. Yeah, there are a lot of people who try and make Christmas great for people who are underprivileged. There's also people who look after animals over the Christmas break. Exactly right. Puppy is a good thing, especially when you can give it back after it breaks your sofa. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that that's actually a very good point. So, if Christmas is a time where you are, you know, feeling down and a lot of people do, go out, volunteer- I couldn't think of anything better if I was having a Christmas by myself than going down to the RSPCA Sending or your in a dog cage pound. of kittens. <laughs> yeah, and just playing with kittens and feeding cats and dogs and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, don't forget. Uh, and Weird Crap in Australia, there's a lot of lovely people out there. You've messaged us. So, it's a great little community. I'm sure that Leave you guys a message will look on the Facebook page and whoever's around yeah. will have a chat. Someone will talk to you. If uh, not us, it might even be a listener. You never know. You might make a friend. Exactly right. There's always opportunity when you're feeling sad. So, uh, And otherwise, like no matter what you're doing over the festive season, there are a lot of different religions who are all having their own little different shindigs. Hope you all enjoy those. Hope you have a great new year. Um, if you don't celebrate anything, good luck going back to work after everyone else is drunk. Yeah, enjoy your two days <laughs> off. You yep. know, no family obligations. Yeah, no family obligations. So, yeah, there's um, there's just to have a great time. Uh, we've had a great time doing this podcast as well. Uh, we'll have, obviously, the, the next one will be coming out around New Year's Day. It'll be New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, it'll be so New Year's Eve. So, you can listen to it, get drunk and start the New Year great. Exactly. Uh, so, we're just going to keep... Uh, barreling through these and it's just been a great year for us like we went from uh what was it i think when we released our first episode we, we were had, like hey we got 20 listeners yeah, and we, we were like holy shit yeah yeah like the other day we got uh, 500 listens in a day uh, which has just been amazing for us you're and all super amazing yeah we, we i personally have had a, a dream of having an audience for such a long time and to find one with this project has just been for me it is a, like a Christmas present and a New Year's resolution, everything all wrapped Thanks up. Thanks, guys. So. I don't have to get him one now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've uh, I've thought that uh, this has just been wonderful. The support has been wonderful. The audience participation, the messages we get, all of it has just been incredible. So from me to you, please have a great festive season. Merry Christmas. Happy Ramadan. Happy- no, it's not Ramadan. Is it Ramadan? No, Ramadan was in September. But that's kind of their Christmas, right? No. <laughs> well, have you're a th happy- You're thinking Hanukkah, which is the yeah, Jewish ha version. I was about to go to that one. Have a happy Hanukkah. Have whatever. whatever. you celebrate. If it's you just know? a beer on the couch, you enjoy it, guys. Because you just deserve it for being such a wonderful audience. Yeah. Uh, and that's all the Christmas cheer I've got. I've literally infused that's it into this. That's the end this. of our year. Like next yeah. year- We'll start on Chris on New Year's Eve and we'll start fresh. There'll be no more of this thank you stuff. Yeah, this is it. We're <laughs> you going owe us back. our allegiance now. <laughs> We're going back to dark, depressing serial killers, funny UFO abductions. But first, a monster. And yeah, more cryptids. We got a lot coming up. We've we've nearly planned out next year, haven't we? Almost, yeah. Yeah. I think I've got enough topics to cover next year. Yeah. Uh, we're also we're talking to an artist at the moment who has. Uh, they're going to do some designs for us for t-shirts, which Sizzle is going to be Sizzle the Snowman will definitely- uh, Sizzle the Sandman will definitely be one of We're them. We're going to have to add one. Sizzle. What would Sizzle sound like? I'll have to Sizzling, work Sizzling, obviously. <laughs> so hot. Yeah, that's about right. So hot. <laughs> Give me a beer. I need to cool down. <laughs> beer me so hot. <laughs> Sizzle the Snowman. Sandman. Sizzle the Sandman. <laughs> So, yeah, that's coming out soon. Uh, we're looking at a couple of different options to get T-shirts to you. For our American listeners, we're probably going to go with T-Public. T-Public, because they're uh, based in America. Uh, in Australia, we're just trying to find a T-shirt distributor here so that- Because we, we want to keep Aussie Aussie. <laughs> yeah, we want to produce locally so that uh, our Aussie fans are able to get uh, access to the T-shirts without having to pay- uh, postage. $40 a freaking shirt. So, yeah, we, we're going to try and look at localizing uh, one lot for America, one lot for Australia, 
uh, and we'll see how we go with that. <laughs> I think that will just be a challenge in and of itself without looking at other countries as yeah. well. So we're gonna we're gonna try and do that. Well, Europeans will probably be easily serviced by America anyway. It's the same side of the globe. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, well, we're, we're gonna be looking at t-shirts. Um, we've got two designs that have been worked on at the moment. Can't wait to put those up and and show everyone. I'm really looking forward to it. So you'll be able to get your weird crap uh, in Australia t-shirts. Hopefully. Uh, early into next year. That's that's where we're looking at at the moment. I Fingers think that's crossed. realistically. Fingers crossed. Early into next year. Uh, also, don't forget to find us on all of our social medias. Just type in Weird Crap into Australia in any of the social media search engines. Uh, you've also got uh, our website, modernmeltdown.net, uh, if you'd like to... Um, find out uh, about some of the other podcasts we offer. If you want an easy way back to listening to any of our episodes, of course, uh, themodernmeltdown.net slash about WCIA, that gives you a grand total list of all the episodes and links to each one. Yep. So nice and easy. Uh, And we're on every app now. So if you have a favorite app, I don't think there's one we're not on. Subscribe, like, share. Yep. It really helps us out. I think that's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks, it's guys. Weird. Merry I, Christmas. We're I, out of here to get drunk. <laughs> I feel like there should be some sort of grand gesture for the end <laughs> of the year, but yeah, no. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. We've we've done our our first Christmas special. It feels oh, very great. Now, what are we going to do next year? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> great. So, all right, we'll, we're going to have to think about this. We might have to do a. Uh, we might have to look at all of. Here's what we might do next Recap year. Episode. This is what we might do next year. We'll have to find our favorite characters that we've done, like all our, our little voices and stuff. No, yeah, by right. way, he means me. Right. <laughs> you pick your favorites and we'll write a Christmas special with them. Oh, great. That, that might be next year's challenge. Yeah, we'll weird see. crap, our playwright. <laughs> I see. Uh, TV breakdown as well. That will come out next, I think it's next Saturday. Right, which would be in just new before, before New, new Year's. Year. It's just before New Year's. And we're going to be talking about all of the television shows that we've enjoyed. Uh, I think That'd you might even Christmas. be jumping onto that episode to Am talk I? about really? some of the... Well, you've watched a lot of TV this year. Yeah, I should have been working, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to basically do a wrap-up of all the TV shows we've enjoyed for the TV breakdown. So we're doing two end-of-year specials. And I, I don't know what I'll do for the Modern Meltdown End of year special. I rant about how everyone's ruining Christmas for you because you have to work. I don't know. <laughs> might be. Might be. Uh, otherwise, everyone, stay safe for the festive season. Please be careful. Please be careful on the roads. Make sure you enjoy what you want to enjoy. And Volunteer with puppies. And volunteer with puppies. Uh, otherwise, I've been your host, Matthew Soul. The other person across from me was Holly Hunt. See you guys. I'm going to eat some candy canes now. Enjoy your Christmas, everyone, and we will see you next time for more weird crap in Australia. Jingle bells, jingle bells. This has been a production of The Modern Meltdown. For more podcasts just like it, head to themodernmeltdown.net. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.